605-360-5958. Welcome to Inspiring You for Success, your ultimate guide to unlocking your full potential. Get ready to embark on a journey of empowerment as we count down to the start of today's episode. And now, please join us in welcoming your hosts, Gabe Iltz and Jacob Lyons. These visionary minds are here to guide you towards achieving the success you deserve. Gabe Iltz, a seasoned expert in personal development, and Jacob Lyons, a dynamic co-host with a passion for self-discovery, are here to inspire, motivate, and empower you. Together, they'll explore the uncharted territory of unleashing potential, sharing actionable steps and game-changing insights. As we near the start of the episode, get ready to dive deep into the world of personal growth, self-belief, and the fascinating role of AI in unlocking your potential. 1098 so stay tuned dear listeners your journey to success begins in three two one now hello everyone welcome to inspiring you for success what episode is this even anymore i think it's seven hold on yep episode seven developing a growth mindset understanding the power of growth mindset and how it can unlock limitless possibilities in personal and professional growth i am your host gabriel isles your co-host here, Jacob. And I hope you guys enjoy this episode because we're 100% winging this one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as soon as I sat down, for whatever reason, I got something in my throat that's making my eyes water. You why. can grab a water if you would like, dude. No, I'm, I'm good. That'd make it worse. Okay. Well, <laughs> so I'll, let's just hop right into things. So uh, this is kind of a hectic uh, episode. Right now, our camera is currently mounted by a HDMI cable on a tripod. Uh, mm-hmm. We tied yeah. it down. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hopefully that don't go anywhere during recording. And if it does, uh, it could be tragic, but we'll see here. Um <laughs> It's just a crazy episode. I honestly haven't done any notes, uh, so we're relying on Jacob a little bit here on these notes. But also, I wanted it a little bit more raw because I felt like last episode, I personally was reading a lot. Me too, me too. uh, Hopefully, this kind of helps. We move away from that a little bit. Uh, I know during the introduction, I will be on my phone here for a couple minutes here just so we can discuss some very controversial stuff okay that has been popping up on social media upon these questions here okay so i'm gonna pull those up if you want to read those questions off real quick okay the first question is why is developing a growth mindset so crucial for personal and professional growth do you want me to read the second one or yeah go for it and then the the second question is can you share um something illustrating how embracing a growth mindset led to personal or professional development all right here so i am trying to find my posts here currently so let's see here a lot of people post in this group and i am looking for my post in particular and that's kind of hard here so i'm gonna need a minute no worries um my old notifications aren't showing up from yesterday, which is <laughs> kind of upsetting because that's what I used yesterday to. I showed you a screenshot yesterday, and I. I think so. Here, let's see if I can find it on Podcast Nation. Maybe it was on there. Anyways, I'm in a couple of groups, especially for podcasts, since we started this, and uh, 
I went towards Facebook and asked these questions, and I know those questions are still up, but I'm not finding how to get to my content hmm. for whatever reason here, which no, is kind of annoying me. Uh, I guess Phoebe wants to join us <laughs> uh, this episode here. Wow. I can't find those right now, but I'll go yeah, to Yeah, I was going to say before... So. Uh, before we we dive too much into it, um, what do you think? Like a growth mindset is like 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 straight up, straight up. A growth mindset is the ability to not only adapt but overcome any obstacles that mm-hmm. might be in your track. Basically, uh, you got to have the ability to change your mindset when it comes to obstacles. Uh, as I was saying earlier, I'm a solutions type of guy, you mm-hmm. know, I was pulling out a bunch of parachute cable, you know, saying, right. hey, I'll tack a couple of tacks up and we can tie it around that the camera real hilarious. quick. And we would, it would have, it would have worked. It would have hung and just kind of sat there. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just trying to come up with solutions. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter how ridiculous they are. Um, you're going to try something fail, mm-hmm. try it again a different way, fail again, mm-hmm. and try it again. Just keep trying. Absolutely. Yeah. And that is what a growth mindset is, the ability to keep trying. I like that. I like that. And uh, uh, the one thing that I also notice is that throughout all of that trying, you have to remain positive. Yes. Otherwise, you're going to become more and more negative and then you're going to stop trying because instead of being optimistic about the situation, you're just going to be negative and then that's going to lead you down a road of, oh, you know what? It's not going to work out. You know, it's not you know, going to. And I kind of want to talk about this comment in particular. These two people, they were actually going off on my post for quite a bit, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I was just sitting there and just reading the comments, you know, like, mm. you know, as they were going. But uh, Michael or Michelle H., I'm not going to use last names just like last episode. She said, the problem with having a growth mindset in a professional environment is the majority of corporations is uh, mer- miraculous, rude, uh, critical, and negative. It is hard to give yourself room to grow when you feel tantalized by people's negativity. And it really, though, the next comment, uh, Nicole J., mm-hmm. This is where it absolutely, like, couldn't have said it better. (laughs) She said, hard related to this. I had a growth mindset, worked in the National Healthcare Service in UK, where growth mindsets go to die. Now, I'm much better off as an entrepreneur where the sky is the limit and other people's negativity doesn't affect how I get paid. So I think it's super important to are important for success also depends on the environment we find ourselves in. Mm. So a growth mindset uh, can be completely like an obstacle for a growth mindset Mm. could be your environment. Mm. And we did discuss this a little bit last week too, kind of. I believe so. Um, But we're kind of going to go into a little bit more detail. I was going to say, I want to bring something up. And, okay. Uh, this is something that we could talk. I'm about I'm gonna keep for looking for my post here too. So. Okay. Um, the school system. 
Okay. That yeah, you're going to be a, very controversial here. <laughs> <laughs> that There's nothing that kills a growth mindset like the school system. You know, and uh, very controversial. There's, and ain't even controversial at this it point. Isn't. It's it the isn't. truth. School trains you to be a good employee. Yeah. That is what yeah. it is. Yeah. That is it. Follow orders. Yep. Do what you're that saying. That is it. There was a Raise your hand. Don't speak out of tone. Right. And also the social influence you have from other kids who, yes. um, the ones who do follow it, they look down on you and you don't. You know, and the thing about schools too, you can really tell the difference between social groups mm-hmm. based on income of the family. And that's mm-hmm. the worst thing too. Yeah. Different parts of, even in small towns like Elma, you see it too, mm-hmm. uh, up in the school systems. Uh, certain people that live in certain parts of Elma, uh, they're going to be, you know, at the bottom of the totem pole when it comes to popularity right. versus, you know, someone that lives in the wealthier side of Elma, they're going to be at the top of that totem pole, you know. Right. There is a huge division in schools, especially when it comes to that. And uh, where she was saying, uh, Nicole was saying healthcare is where uh, growth mindset goes to die. Mm-hmm. Honestly, the schooling system is where your growth mindset goes to it's die. It's true. So there was a study that was done by NASA. They wanted to know. Oh, and you know it's true if it's NASA. <laughs> they Facebook wanted... verified. Right. <laughs> uh, or inspired you for sex success podcast verified oh okay okay yep hey (laughs) but anyways um they wanted to find the like uh um well they wanted to find like more geniuses and so okay they went into the school system and they started with like lower age and they went up and they went up and they went up and like the range from like three to six it was like 90 percent of them were considered quotes unquote geniuses according to their like you the know, criteria, and then the farther it went up, the less it became until it got to like, um, I don't know, like twenty thirties, and it was like a very very low percent, like three four percent, mm-hmm. and it, it was like it, it was just drained out of them. Hmm. And I can see that because I know some people in school that were extremely dedicated mm-hmm. to the point where. Every second they were studying for something, even if they didn't need to study. Mm. And Mm. not to, how am I going to say this? I kind of feel like it's the parents' fault for that. Okay. Uh, Just because uh, I, my parents, they beat it into me. Your number one priority is always going to be school. Mm-hmm. And nowadays, I bet if I asked my dad, what should my number one priority be? Mm-hmm. If I was back in that age, mm-hmm. he would probably start telling me, think of a business. Think of something different, mm-hmm. you know, just because that's the growth my dad had in that right. few years. Yeah. He's starting to see now. Mm-hmm. And to be successful, you got to be able to think a different perspective mm-hmm. from let's say any one else mm-hmm. there's a reason why it's called the one percent mm-hmm. and it's because the one percent has that ability to think differently albert einstein said i believe it was albert einstein and i'm gonna paraphrase this mm-hmm. the smartest people 
are you can't measure IQ is just a number. Mm-hmm. You can't measure someone's intelligence by a number. Mm. I seen something else too. To all the kid on Facebook, um, to all the kids that were in school and that could not sit still, could never get an A, mm-hmm. just sliding by C's. Mm-hmm. Teachers just wanted you out of their class. They always told you you weren't going to make for anything, right? Mm. Those people are all in trades now. Right. And honestly, it's true. Mm -hmm. I was that kid that kind of sit down. I am in a trade. Uh But at the same time, I'm a business owner of two. Right. Because when you you think about it, they say you have to sit down in a classroom at your desk be quiet, learn the way I want you to, to learn, yeah. regurgitate the information that I want you to regurgitate and move on to another class with another you know, test. Because like, like when you think about even the way that we take tests, the way we test someone's knowledge is memorizing information that we could easily have available to us anywhere yeah. nowadays and then forget about it and learn more information than to regurgitate that. That's not learning. No, it really isn't. And that's the thing, too. At my W-2 job, I am currently training people, right? And whenever I get a new trainee, first question I ask them is, Mm -hmm. how do you learn? Mm. Versus you go to school. You're not asked that. You're just told how to learn. You got to raise your hand. Don't speak out of tone. Um, There are wrong answers. There are no wrong answers. Mm Mm-hmm. Because if you have a wrong answer, it's called trial and error. Well, and that's the pursuit of science is like, I I say that that generally, but like you get a wrong answer and okay, you're like, why on. is it the wrong on. answer? You know, the why? scientific method. Let's look this up real quick because it is a very good example for this. Uh, scientific method so the scientific method here involves so you observe you research you hypothesize you test analyze report Mm. it's a big circle Mm -hmm. what does that sound like we've been talking about that big circle we've been talking about i don't know you tell me atomic habits oh yes yes i love I love that. It does. It's no different. What James managed to do was take the scientific method and apply it towards his habits. Mm -hmm. And that's what developed his growth mindset. Mm -hmm. So, and that's the thing too. Success, some people think they can do it overnight. Mm -hmm. You and I, we talked about it. You cannot do that overnight. You can't, no. It involves basically the scientific method. Trial and error. Trial and error. And that is exactly what the scientific method is. Hmm. Trial and error. How is science different from success? Right. You think about it. A lot of scientists are most successful. Yeah, there is a lot of... Think of like Tim Cook. He is a developer. Uh In order to develop the technology he had... He had to have some kind of, or he didn't have to, but he had to know some kind of science behind it. You Mm -hmm. know, everything involves math and science in this world. 
And he figured out how to use the scientific method to bring him towards his own success. That's I like that, yeah. And and speaking of success, um, you see like in the school system, you're programmed versus this is like trial and error. Like you see, oh, this isn't working. Time to do something different. And that okay. doesn't happen. So in high school, mm-hmm. my favorite classes were the elect classes. Okay. And that would be robotics, mechatronics, mm-hmm. 3D draft and design, mm-hmm. um, industrial stuff, mm-hmm. uh, welding, auto mechanics, you know, stuff like that. Those right. were my favorite classes because I feel like I learned more in those classes than I did anything else throughout all my school career. Mm. And in those classes, for correct me if I'm ignorant, you have some amount of creativity that you can express in your own. Exactly. Exactly. In welding class, I used to, you know, we're welding, you know, so mm-hmm. we got a bunch of metal. I used to make metal sculptures as tall as I was, you know, just uh-huh. out of scrap metal. We'd have to cut them down, throw them in the grind, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mechatronics, uh, computer drafting design. Mm-hmm. That was a hundred percent. You got to build, develop, you know, everything. I know mm-hmm. how to program a CNC mill wow. from that class. Okay. I know how to pull up SolidWorks and draft a entire, let's say, this pop can right here. I can draft this in SolidWorks mm. and 3D print it. Wow. Because of this class. You know, this reminds me of something. You can't learn something or you, you can't succeed unless you're willing to learn and you can't learn unless you love to learn. You know, it's interesting. I said that I learned more in these elective classes, but mm-hmm. you haven't asked me why yet. And that goes back why? to me asking my trainee, mm-hmm. how do they learn? Are they book smart mm-hmm. or are they hands-on? Every one of those classes I was talking about was hands-on. Was hands-on. Oh, okay. So I learn more by being hands-on. If mm-hmm. I know that, I know that whatever I put in front of me, let's say this computer kept blue screening me, right? I'm uh-huh. a hands-on guy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to figure out what's going on with that computer. Right. I ain't going to refer to books. Right, right. I'm going to just, based on my knowledge from my experience that I've had in the past. Right. You yeah. know, versus if you go to any textbook and school nowadays they're straight Mm -hmm. from the 90s 80s let's not Mm -hmm. get started on that first off (laughs) second off uh they are telling you someone else's findings Mm -hmm. they're not encouraging you to find your own findings Mm -hmm. which newton's three laws of physics can be a hundred percent wrong some kid in high school could be figuring that out right now, but instead has to learn about that and beat it in his mind that that is correct. Hmm. I think that that brings up another interesting point. You have to challenge the ideas of everyone who said, no, it's this way. No, it's this way. Another definition for growth mindset, challenging others' opinions. Yes, yes. I'm trying to think of a good example. There was a uh, a movie, I believe, and okay. one of the students who was really smart that, like, you know, nobody thought he was smart, and and he sat in the back and was quiet. And the professor was doing a a lecture, and he said, 
no, this is, this is wrong. And the professor who was taking it straight out of this book was like, are you serious? Like this guy who wrote this book was absolutely a genius. There's no way he's wrong. You're wrong. Get out of my classroom. He walks in like, I don't know, it was the next day or the next week or whatever. And he's like, I wrote the guy who wrote this book. And he corrected himself. He's like, you're right. I was wrong. And the professor like looked at it and realized, oh my God, this kid was right. You know? That sounds like something from young Sheldon, honestly. (laughs) He would be something. It straight out sounds like something. But you got to talking about school in a movie. Mm -hmm. And this is completely off topic and related to Halloween and not at all sponsored at all. But (laughs) I was watching Peacock the other day and Mm -hmm. Five Night at Freddy's, the game. Mm-hmm. kids love it and i used to work for a behavioral school hey kiddos if you are watching i know one of you are actually watching so if you are watching the podcast like this video for me i know you will anyway uh i watched the movie mm-hmm. the movie is really good was that the is that the one that just came out yes it just yeah. came out and it's from the creator of megan and I believe I asked you about that movie before, too. Uh, mm. It's an AI little girl, basically. And I don't think I've seen that one. Oh, that's a really good one to watch, though, too. But mm. it was from the creator of Megan, and it's Five Nights at Freddy's. It's mm. really good. It has uh, Peter from The Hunger Games in it, too, as the main character. Markiplier isn't in it. I'm so annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, but yeah, that was a really good movie. And I just, I don't know why. I just, since I seen the first trailer for it, it Uh took me back to the, when I was a parapro. And Mm. I'm like, I want to watch this movie so bad. Okay. And the thing about that is I was talking about how I know some of those students listen to the podcast. Uh Uh-huh. Those students are listening to the podcast because I left a growth impression on them. Mm. I left some kind of impression on them that geared them towards their own growth. Right. It, that um, brings up the idea, and this one I, I, I need to personally work on, that the growth mindset when you're, you're, you're doing a lot of networking. Yes. Right? Because people who have that growth mindset realize that other people – are going other people's opinions and ideas is going to help me grow. Yeah. And if I grow, I can help them grow. Yeah. Like there's, there's always so much information and knowledge and wisdom to be able to share with each other. It's not just something that I keep to myself, you know, I've got to spread it around and then collectively we'll be able to come together and grow. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and that goes back to surrounding yourself with the like-minded individuals. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. We forgot to do something. It's currently Halloween, guys. Happy Halloween. Happy Diabetes Day. Yes. <laughs> Happy Diabetes Day. Did you get your Kit Kats, your Reese's? Uh, what else is there? Twizzlers, uh, Snickers. What's your favorite candy bar? Leave that in the comments. Check for razor blades. Oh. I'm just Uh-oh. saying. Everybody, everybody's always posting about like like uh, like check for razor blades or make sure that it's not gummies. First off, no one's gonna give their weed gummies away <laughs> like that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Those are too expensive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, have you seen what a bag of those are? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I always see those posts where it's like a giant knife and then two small pieces of candy on each side. Look what I found. <laughs> oh no. Oh, oh, I gotta get that from Phoebe. That's a baby bottle cap here. Oh no. Not the candy. (laughs) I actually have a two-year-old. That's an actual body cap. 
or yeah, body cap, body bottle cap. Wow. <laughs> That's a tongue twister there. Say it fast. <laughs> Dr. Seuss real, real, uh, real quick there. Huh? Right. <laughs> you ever see that video of this guy, uh, lock it in my pocket. He wraps the entire book. I was going to say you're a little off screen there. Hi. Just a little bit. Can you see me now? Uh, Hello, but lacking him, and we're just being random today, you know, uh-huh. but yeah. that goes to another growth mindset. You know that Dr. Seuss, he likes to rhyme his stuff, mm-hmm. but this is the only guy I've actually ever seen turn one of his books into a rap. I've seen that. Yes. And I've it's actually, that. I'm going to try finding it now and playing it because it's so good. And, um, oh, oh, you know what? I want to say green, I believe it's green eggs and ham. He was told that he couldn't make a book with a specific word count, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. And he ended up doing it. Like, hmm. it, it, it's so it's so interesting. Oh, I found it. I was, I was going to go more into that, but this is... Hey, we were just talking about that, dude. Skr, skr. <laughs> like, this hyped me up, you know? This is a kid's nursery rhyme at this point, you know? Uh-huh. Like, I would have never thought to actually try rapping to Dr. Seuss like that, you know? Mm-hmm. That takes a type of growth mindset. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's the thing, too. Being able to think out of the box, that's you telling yourself, hey, I need to hit the switch. It's time for a growth mindset. Right, yeah. When you need to think out of the box Mm 24-7, you know you hit that switch somewhere. Right. You got to figure out where you hit that switch and acknowledge that you hit it. Right. And that brings up another point. If you... Like you have to recognize where you've done something right and 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 capitalize on it. Yes. Like if you are constantly like, oh, you know, I'm not doing enough, I'm not good enough, I'm, you know, you're just dragging yourself down. That's not going to even if you're super. Creative, that's going to destroy any kind of growth mindset exactly. that you even ignited the smallest little flame in. Right. Exactly. And yeah. it's, I, I don't know. Uh, you got anything else you want to add on here or any thoughts that popped up? I've been random. I've been so random. You know, it ain't you, even funny. When you talked about, actually, I got, I got something. I do okay. got something. So when you talked about the Five Nights at Freddy's, the first time that I ever got to play Five Nights at Freddy's, it was after we went skiing for the first time. Okay. Well, it might, have been, it might not have been the first time, but it was in the car on the way home. It was dark. It was, we were all super, super tired. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's my first memory of Fr- Five Nights at Freddy's. I'd never heard of it before. That's when I played it. But why I'm bringing this up is not just that, but skiing for the first time. Oh. That, that had, I, I can really relate that to a growth mindset because like I got up to the top of the hill after doing like the bunny hills that are like nothing. And you look down and it looks like you're looking at a damn cliff. And oh, I can imagine. Yourself, I've how am a, I going to get down there? How am I going to, exactly. I was not going to take my skis off and walk. 
I wasn't, you know, I was going down that hill. Yeah. And, you know, the first couple of times as I went down, it was, it was freaky. You were scared. Yeah. You didn't really exactly know what you were doing, but I did it anyways. And I succeeded. And every time that I did continue to succeed, you I got, got better more at it. And more comfortable. Exactly. Yes. And then I could go down harder hills and feel slightly more comfortable, mm-hmm. even though sometimes you still didn't. You know? Well, you're, that's the thing. It doesn't matter how far you go mm-hmm. or you're always going to have a setback. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. oh, one setback I would have to say is I would be on the uh, the hills and I would you'd, you'd hit certain patches of like good snow and bad snow. Yep. And so like I would be in a good good part and then I'd hit a bad part and I'd be like, oh, I need to slow down or I need to do this certain maneuver and stop because I'm going to hurt myself if I continue at the same yep. speed on this certain area. And I think you have to do the same thing with a growth mindset. If you're hitting an like area, like, like like it's been it's been good, and then you're hitting an area where like, oh, I need to change, I need to adapt, I need to figure out how to get out of this situation. Sorry, so no, I'm okay. just you get to talking about brewing. skis, yeah, you mm-hmm. kind of seen that. And you're, I thought about you know going down a mountain, you're following you know your trail and stuff. Mm-hmm. Success isn't going to be a straight path down. I it's, bet you were zigzagging. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And trying everything, I bet there's flags and you gotta go through some well, obstacles actually, and stuff I'll like admit, that. Sometimes I was at the time I was my weight was so light that I could lean down, go straight down most of the hills. They called me the orange streak because I had an orange hat <laughs> on, <laughs> and uh, I just go all the way down. Yeah. And because at a certain point you hit, uh, what is it called? Um, terminal velocity okay you can't go any faster yeah and then at the bottom of the hill there's like a there's like a, a ramp that goes up and then mm-hmm. you kind of just go up and you slow down enough to stop so it was you're really just fun. like yeah oh yeah oh yeah i yeah. can see you doing that <laughs> i honestly can't just Wee! <laughs> um but that's a oh that's uh something i could relate to to skiing so i don't know if you knew but when you're skiing and you have your thumbs wrapped around the pole like this for anyone looking if they're like they're no like you want to wrap it like this don't exactly because why is that it has to do with something with your tendon or you can break your damn thumb oh really yeah you catch it just wrong and it it can i knew there was something and mm-hmm. i knew that and i've never been but for whatever reason i knew that well that's it's interesting. Also, the same with starting really old tractors when you have the hand crank. You don't yeah. want to put your thumb under there. Uh, no, it's not even just tractors. Uh, cars. Uh, Germany. I've never had to start yeah. hand crank a car. Oh, I, I would love to try doing it too. Uh-huh. And uh, that's all it is. You just shove a rod in the engine real quick and you just... Right. And it's not like pulling on, you know, one of those... It's difficult, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's difficult. I, um, I haven't tried it, but I would love to be able to, too. Right. But the reason I bring this up, though, is you have to... Obviously, you have to be prepared. Yeah. And I, even though I've never done that to my thumbs, I've never known anyone who has, I still know to do it because yeah. everyone else around me who um, has seen maybe seen somebody else do it, you know, they, they're like, oh, you know, that's that's serious. I better do it now so that that right. doesn't happen to me. You have to glean from the success and the failures from other people. You can't just go right into a business and be like, I'm going to do it this way and this way and this way. You have to follow certain things. Like I know that we've talked about how there is no wrong answer. There is no yep. right answer. But in a way, if you just think that I only have all the right answers. 
you'll you know, never you, you get to talking about how you get to kind of pick off of other people's successes and mm-hmm. learning experiences and not gonna lie both my parents and i both did this mm. when we started our businesses mm-hmm. we conspicuously reached out to our competition to find their pricing that's a really good idea honestly it is but on the other hand it can be kind of sketchy too because i have caller id i know when i call someone Mm -hmm. it will either show up my business myself Mm -hmm. or uh something along those lines right Mm -hmm. so i can't call my competition directly and ask i have to play a game of telephone basically where i whisper in your ear you know 35 dollars, and you could say you know it's 85 dollars. actually i don't know if this would work on, on your phone specifically and i know this is kind of off topic but you can put in there's like a certain thing you put in before yes, the number you can star do that punch. and it will be i know what it is you know, okay i don't it's remember. actually star six nine star six nine oh yes. that's ironic yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, but do that. Uh, Star Six Nine, I believe, uh, brings it up as an unknown caller. I and I, I believe Star Six Seven brings it up as your last contact, the I... last person to contact that phone. Oh, okay. So um, there's two different codes. I, I, I might, do know that. This might be wrong, but I was told that it's different for iPhone, Android, and potentially even whatever carrier you have. Oh, I I, I can know. see that. I can honestly see that because but, there would be a lot of telemarketers that would start doing that Star 6 9 stuff yeah. and getting a hold of people. And it was a whole ordeal, especially. Right. I mean, still nowadays it is. But when landline was a thing, that was a huge thing. Oh, can we talk about how those old phones that you'd sit there, the dial phones, how most people, our mm-hmm. generation... Don't know, know how to use them. Uh-huh. And I think it's the funniest thing ever because they still make kid toys of the rotary phones. Yeah, it is. But we got these modern things. Yeah. And you'll see 15, 16 year olds that will look at that rotary phone. Mm-hmm. It's not working. <laughs> well, of course not. Look. Right. Yeah. I, I actually, um, we had one at an old, it was like an old church or something. And it's, we still had one up in the upstairs. Mm-hmm. I don't think I actually got to call on it, but I got to do the whole, like I was shown how to use it yeah. if I ever, if I ever needed to. So, um, I don't know. I refer back to me going to school quite a bit mm-hmm. and, uh, kind of lost my train of thought there, but Schools nowadays, they don't teach you how to read an analog clock. They don't teach you how to write in they cursive. Like a, you mean like a... Yeah, they, that. They don't teach you how to do no, that? No, no. It's all digital now. It's all digital now. They don't teach you cursive. So how are kids going to know how to sign their signature? Are they just going to teach them their signatures? That's That one is a little controversial because... I know everyone that I work with who's older always is like, oh, you know, they can't, they can't read cursive. They can't write cursive, all the stuff with cursive. And while I agree at the same time, it's really annoying to read cursive. It is, but you work at a hospital Uh 
And everyone knows Dr. Scratch is worse than Chicken Scratch. (laughs) (laughs) So I can understand where you're coming from because most doctors, they write in cursive. They don't pick up that damn pen. Mm -hmm. So it looks like a squiggle. Mm -hmm. And however, I don't know how, but the pharmacy tech always knows what the hell it is. That is interesting because that takes a lot of experience on the pharmacy tech's it does, yeah, you know, because they have to assume that they're basically at that point getting the right medicine, right? You know, because you could put, let's say, Claritin on it, and the tech think it's Cervidel, mm-hmm. which two totally different drugs, mm-hmm. you know, and you got to be able to differentiate that. And I don't know how when you're reading that scribble. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, you can do that. So props to you, because I know you work in the hospital a lot, and I'm sure you see a lot of Dr. Scratch. You know, it, everything has been shifting more and more and more and more to um, digital, digital, probably. Absolutely digital, yeah. And I see that a lot, me being in a healthcare system, doing servers and stuff, mm-hmm. all the IT work that I do. I see a lot of it is starting to go digital now. Mm-hmm. But occasionally you still get that one doctor that just wants it right yep oh yeah oh yeah so uh the, do you want to hop into the q a or what do we want to do here we've been kind of rambling on here for the last probably 38 minutes here mm-hmm. and i honestly the content that we have has been kind of really interesting to be honest with you relating to the content but not at all to our notes and um I like this question. What is the most significant lesson you've learned from adopting a growth mindset and how has it helped shape your approach to your future goals? Most significant lesson. So I'm going to ask you the same question though, but I'm going to give you my response first. Okay. Um, and I don't know what that is yet. So <laughs> give me a second here. Let me think. I, I, I think I could could answer this. Okay. And the most significant lesson that I've learned from the growth mindset is I don't, I, I think at every point in people's lives, we've all just had that really bitter point where, uh, where we're blaming everyone. It's everyone else's fault. I, you know, I've done nothing wrong. Yeah. You're, you're bitter. You're negative. You just, you just hate everyone and everything. And the growth mindset taught me that let's say that that is true, right? Yeah. Let's say that it is true. You're never going anywhere with that. That bitterness, that hate, that you're you're going to be bitter and hateful and 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 depressed the rest of your life unless you figure out a way to overcome and adapt. You know, and that's the thing too. You were talking about how stress and stuff adds up. Mm-hmm. The other day, I posted on Facebook, "Fuck you, fuck everyone." You know, yeah, I, you messaged like, me like, like "What the hell, dude? What's <laughs> going on here? You're never like this." Right. I switched my growth mindset off that day. Mm. I was letting everything get to me. Every little nitpicky thing. My phone not um, registering my single touch pissed me off that day for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And it's that right there is the biggest lesson to learn in Mm -hmm. a growth mindset. When you shut that growth mindset off, how to turn it back on. Mm, I like that's that is awesome. Yeah, because like I think um like talking about this, 
people might have the the unrealistic expectation that like once you turn it on it never turns off you know or or some people who have it they just you know they just never lose it but like we're human beings right we're flawed it's going to happen exactly you're going to meet times in your life where you don't want to get up you're going to meet times where your business is is, is going through you know hey. going through some things and you're just done because yeah. it's happened over and over again it happens oh, yeah. And I was feeling it that day too, because, yeah. like I said, I never go to Facebook and just post something like that. And right. it's been a while since anyone's seen me like that. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm talking almost a year and a half, two years probably, right? Yeah. Since anyone's seen me that way, it's just I was overly frustrated that day. And the talking about letting that when I started, because it wasn't just you that messaged me saying, hey, are you okay? Mm-hmm. I had a couple of my other guy friends messaging me, hey, what's going on? You good? Right. And right. I had to be able to realize that I'm being so negative right now that other people are starting to see it. Mm-hmm. The lesson is there literally how one little setback can lead to more setbacks if your frustration like a domino effect yes like a domino that was the lesson i learned that day Mm. was the domino effect i shut off that growth mindset Mm. and i slowly periodically through that day seen Mm -hmm. it diminishing Mm. next day i had to wake up and be like yeah no, not having that shit today right yeah, it's almost like like it kind of reminds me of in all these movies when the dam gets a single little tiny crack. You know? Oh, and, and all hell breaks loose. It will. It, it doesn't happen right away. It's just but a like, little trickle, right? It's just, and then let's say somebody doesn't come along and repair it as they should, and take certain protocols to you know you know deal with it. It gets worse and worse and worse and I'm worse. I'm trying and worse. to think. You mentioned something, and there's a movie or TV show that. Oh, there's probably a million movies of like... But it was something I watched recently. I basically... uh, I don't know if it was... I don't remember what it was. And maybe one of our viewers and listeners will know when I'm starting to describe it. But there is this big wall. It might have been a children's cartoon, to be honest with you. It could have 100% (laughs) been... You know what? It was Miraculous Ladybug. It was a children's cartoon. (laughs) I was watching my kids' cartoon. And uh, it might not have been Miraculous, but it was a child's cartoon. I do remember that for a fact now. But there was this wall. Water kept leaking. They had to freeze the wall real quick to stop the water from leaking. And Mm -hmm. over time, the wall melted a little bit and it broke through. So they had to reseal it all over again. Mm-hmm. You know, and it that there is applicable to the growth mindset still because the same main character that froze the wall to begin with was like, okay, so that didn't work, you know, for as long as we needed it to. Mm-hmm. I need to have the ability to come up with something else. Mm. So that right there is basically teaching my kid how to have a growth mindset and I not even realize that I'm watching the show. Right. <laughs> and we we got to talk about an elephant in the room here. Now, this is... Is it me? <laughs> Am I the elephant? No. But every time... So, like, I've noticed this since we started doing the podcast. 
throughout the week, if it's the, just about every one of the episodes, I'll constantly re- just be relating the, the strangest, dumbest, most obscure things to growth mindset and because everything can be applicable towards it. Well, well, here's the thing: it keeps it fresh in my mind. Mm-hmm. And then when it, when a negative situation comes up, when I don't feel like you think of that random yes, thing, yes, and it, since it's always in your mind, and you're always thinking about like different ways to relate this to it and relate that to it. it really, just, it, that's all you do nowadays, yeah. ain't it? And then it, it keeps you positive. It keeps you going. It keeps and that's you, a habit that formed that you didn't realize yeah. that developed. Just yeah. like because of my W-2 job, I now have the habit of wherever I'm going, I'm mm. looking up at power lines mm-hmm. or I'm looking down for, you know, underground cables, you know. Right. That comes out of habit because I've been doing it for two years and almost two years, three months. And uh, it just something that's second nature to me now. It's a habit that formed that... Even after I leave my W two, I'm still probably going to be doing it. Right, and um, I gotta say, I do the same thing when I look at people's veins because <laughs> I have to poke people a lot. I'm like, oh, you have nice. Veins. You know, I. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, your veins are nice. I can't wait to see that artery. <laughs> right. Oh, I learned something new the other day. So veins transfer blood to your heart, but right. arteries are moving muscles that help assist moving blood from your heart. Do I got that right? To uh, like veins go from, uh, go to heart. Arteries arteries are to like a body part. Yeah. And veins are from that body part to the heart. Right. Yeah. I never realized that. And your arteries are constantly pumping like your heart. Mm-hmm. I never knew that till the other day. Yeah, it's the human body is absolutely crazy. And um, funny fact, if you ever hit an artery when you're like doing that or something, you're in trouble because you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> I have I have seen one of my um, a coworker that shall not be named. Mm-hmm. Um, they were just digging around in this person's arm trying to find oh. a pain, and they went too deep, hit an artery. There was blood everywhere oh i can imagine just spewing oh my goodness yeah we had to keep the guy around because you know just to keep an eye on him and yeah it was it was a crazy situation huh well you got to think it's a muscle that's constantly expanding and contracting Mm -hmm. which another thing too uh related to that topic that i was just talking about how your arteries are always expanding and stuff Mm -hmm. when you have what is it low blood pressure that is saying you're lacking magnesium because magnesium is what helps constrain that muscle or something I like know that. It has, I, I wish I could say more definitively, and I really should know this, honestly. But I think I think you're you're right. It has I'm on the right page. Yeah. I know yeah, that for sure. Definitely. But that's not what I was thinking of entirely at all. When the wife was having her baby our baby she has rolling veins so mm. they brought out this little machine it was a Hold handheld on. thing yeah. and it showed her veins i'm sitting there with my jaw on the floor like oh that's freaking awesome <laughs> it, 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 is cool. <laughs> it, it is cool it is cool to watch because you can literally see the blood flowing too yeah oh, it's yeah. really cool to watch um i don't know i just i'm fascinated like 
the healthcare system, especially since I started doing a lot of IT in it. Uh-huh. Oh, it is. It is. It's crazy. Crazy cool. Sometimes I'll even uh, be scanning someone's brain and and be like, wow, you know, that's that's a cool like pathology or something that I see. You know, and that's the thing, too. The only reason why I know what an MRI machine is is because of you. Mm. And the uh, when the wife had her gallbladder removed, mm-hmm. I know she's claustrophobic. Mm-hmm. And I told her she's not going to like that MRI machine. Oh, yeah. She's probably going to want to be knocked out. She's like, oh, I'm okay. I'm like, no, babe. Those are big magnets that are spinning <laughs> in circles around you, however mile many RPMs. Mm-hmm. You probably know that answer. Well, I was going to say, they it don't probably necessarily dip- spin. No? No. It's you know like- the science behind it then, don't it, you? Oh, my goodness. It's absolutely I want to know. So, okay. Um, this goes to a girl's mindset. I'm expanding my knowledge right now through you because you're, you excel in that industry. You have a job in that industry. Right. So, basically, there's a giant magnet that all the molecules in your body align with. Okay. Then a radio frequency hits those molecules at a certain professional processional frequency okay. to knock them out of alignment with the magnet. And then by Faraday's law of conduction, once they go, once they pass through the, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Back to the alignment with the magnet, it produces a signal uh-huh. and that signal is compiled into an image basically. Okay. So, so it's using magnets and radio waves to, yes. Okay. And then you can do that in like so many different ways. You so can... can I relate that to my industry a little bit yes. then? Yes, Radio please. waves and light waves, they're a little bit different, right? But mm-hmm. they still, they function the same way. They got to bounce off of something, right? Uh-huh. And in the fiber industry, we have the fiber is literally two tubes. And it's no thicker than a hair follicle, right? Mm-hmm. And it still amazes me how tiny it is. You're like, I showed you it, yeah. haven't I? Yeah, it's real tiny. And uh, how it works is it just sends a pulse of light through it, you know, just every like millisecond. No wonder I'm lagging. <laughs> and, and you're not lagging from fiber, you're lagging from <laughs> copper. Don't even get me started on that. Uh, fiber, you one. Fiber, one piece of fiber can handle the bandwidth of an entire hospital. Whoa. Yes. That is In insane. Japan, the most recent article that I read about fiber. Oh, they do crazy stuff in Japan. Hit 9,000 gigabytes. Per, per second. Per second? Whoa. I'm pretty sure. Let me look that up. I bet you NASA's beat that. Hmm. No, you know, I I swear. I, I... Fiber uh, nine thousand gigabyte. Yep, Japan works right here. Japan breaks world record for fastest internet speeds. Oh my goodness! Yep, this right here, new record, thirty. 319 terabytes I per second. That. Holy crap, dude. I was way off. I no, said 9,000 gigabytes. No, that's 319 terabytes. Could you tell our viewers 
the difference between a gigabyte and a terabyte. Like put okay, a thousand gigs. A that thousand. is the difference. It's about eleven hundred. That's one terabyte. Is one terabyte is one terabyte is oops. One terabyte is how many gigabytes here? Yep, a thousand gigs. One terabyte is a thousand gigs. Wow. And I believe it's one. How many gigabytes in a megabyte? Or how many megabytes in a gigabyte? How many I... megabytes in... Ooh. Here, you can just change it to... Let's go gigabytes, megabytes. Oh. And it's just thousands throughout it. Right. Kilobytes, a thousand kilobytes to make a megabyte. Uh, a thousand megabytes to make a gigabyte. Thousand gigabytes to make a terabyte, uh-huh. thousand terabytes to make a petabyte, and so it just keeps so going on. And to perspective, on. one byte, I believe, and like a word document is a single letter. Is that false? False? What? I would, all this time, that's what I thought it was. One kilobyte in a dock would look like. That would retain to one kilobyte as a thousand letters. And so how much would if one the byte words be? average five letters? So one bit? Yeah, one bit. How one would... bit would be a thousand kilobytes. Should be. I thought a bit was I thought a bit was the very first like bit versus kilobit. Oh, kilobit. Versus, yep. <laughs> uh, kilobit is 1,024 bytes. Yeah, so it's less. So when you're looking at it, let's look at this fancy chart right here. It says one bit equals one byte. One byte equals one kilobyte. Or sorry, wow. One byte equals 1,000 kilobytes. 1,000 or 1,000 bytes. One k- thousand Bytes equals one kilobyte. One thousand mm. kilobytes equals one megabyte. One thousand megabyte equals one terabyte. One terabyte or one thousand terabytes equals you know one petabyte. Looking at this here, I don't know why, but I didn't think. I thought that I didn't realize there was a bit and a byte. There is. I yep. didn't. I thought it was just a uh, bytes a and then kilobytes. Would be one letter. A okay. byte would be a thousand letters. Okay. So you were on to something, mm. but you had a little difference of idea when it came to terminology. Well, the more you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the, both great examples of growth mindsets. A lot of people might not have known that on the podcast there right. too. That's more knowledge to go towards the growth mindset that they can apply Somewhere in the future. Right. Hey, I'm, I heard on Inspiring You for Success that, you know, 1,000 terabytes is a petabyte. Right. And you never know. You never know when you're going to use in, random information. I swear. Right. Sometimes I've heard, like, the most random thing. Like that. Uh, um, uh, like I was talking about this earlier, how you put your thumbs in when you're skiing. Yeah, you I see. heard of that and never went skiing, but I knew about that. Right. And so now if you ever do, if you know that random information, you know to do that. Yeah, exactly. And that, again, goes to show. Use it towards your growth mindset. If I want to take mm-hmm. the hobby of skiing, 
Uh-huh. I have that information to my disposal now. We should honestly go skiing and, and like kind of. You want to watch me wipe out about 30 <laughs> times? I can rip stick. I can skateboard. You know, uh-huh. I can ride my bike without handlebars. So okay. I'm my balance pretty good. I might be able to, but I've never tried it. I'd be more inclined to snowboard. Snow. Oh, that's harder than skiing. Really? Yeah. Well, you think so? I, I, well, everyone who's done both snowboarding and skiing has, has told me that I've never okay. snowboarded. Because, I can see because there is well, a difference. You're on one board versus two skis. Yeah. Cause you have control over both your legs versus both your legs have to work together to control one board. Right. And I know when you want to go down a hill, you keep them parallel. You want to stop, you cross them. Pretty or much. Slow yeah. them to slow down, basically. Mm-hmm. In a snowboard, what you're going to do is you're going to face kind of like a skateboard. You're going to go. But all of a sudden, if you want to slow down, you got to be able to hop and go sideways. You're going to go about five feet, sit on your butt, go about five feet, sit on your butt. That's what I think so many people do is instead of going down the hill, they would. Go a little bit, sit down, go a little bit, sit down, and you'd like almost hit them hmm. because they're like in the middle of the hmm. of the thing, like get out the way. Hmm. Interesting. But I mean, I guess that's what happens when you got to learn, you know, because some yeah. of those people had never done that before. Exactly. So that's all they knew how to do. Would you ever, you know, uh, Soren Eagle, the Splash Park, right? In Mount Pleasant. They yeah. have a surf uh, simulator thing, right? Oh, those are always I've cool. I've done that. I've uh-huh. done the boogie board. Funny story about the boogie board. <laughs> so for those of you that don't know, this is a bunch of water being forced up an incline, right? Mm-hmm. You're on a boogie board. You know, swim trunks, men, they don't wear anything under their <laughs> swim trunks. And water's being forced up your trunks, basically. <laughs> I had those fuckers fly off of me. <laughs> I'm just sitting there with the boogie board. Holding it, trying to pull my britches up, basically. <laughs> I'm like, sorry. <laughs> See some grandmas in, in the stands just watching, smiling away. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but after that, it didn't stop me. I got on the surfboard next. Wiped out on that. Slammed on the, you know, the mat. You're not really the mat, but slammed down and got thrown up because of the water pressure and that. Mm -hmm. But I still tried it again. When you're trying, when you think about it, when you first learn to ride a bike, you got Mm -hmm. training wheels to help you, right? Right, That would be your mentor, right? Uh Okay. You take those training wheels off. Okay. So your mentor is not around as much, right? You fall. Mm -hmm. The fall is the obstacle. You're still going to get back on the bike, try it again, mm-hmm. right? That's you overcoming that obstacle. That's where the growth mindset started. Right. And the uh, um, odd thing, when I first started going on a bike, I know this is a little bit random, but it ties into this. I, um, when I first took off the training wheels, instead of pedaling, because when when you like pedal, you kind of go one side, yeah. pedal the other side, my... Um, Mom and dad took me to the top of it, like a little bit, a uh, slight hill. It wasn't a large yeah. hill. And I just rode down it without touching the pedals. You know why they did that, though? Because of when your bike is in motion, right? Mm-hmm. You have, uh, what is it called? Um, You're off balance? No. Uh, the 
basically I've seen it before. If I was to have like a bike tire right here, you know, and a string or something attached to it and I spun it, mm-hmm. it would spin. Mm-hmm. If I held it like this though, and it had that curve and I spun it, it would still spin. It would rotate. It would keep mm-hmm. that motion because objects in motion stay in motion. Right. Newton's laws. Right. Yeah. That's why they did that. They were teaching you Newton's laws in that situation mm-hmm. and you probably did not realize it once an object is in motion it stays in motion right unless something yeah. and uh well i was going to relate this to that because that was like a really big stepping stone that helped accelerate me to get you had confident. to trust yourself right you had to i had to get the confidence to be able to to realize oh you know what my training wheels are off i'm going down this hill like over and over again because i loved it and you know, I think I can do this without them. You mm-hmm. know, I can, I can, uh, and um, that's that's one thing I'd love to, I'd love to bring up. There was somebody who said this, and it's stuck in my mind ever, ever since that he said this. He's like, confidence is not, con- confidence is having a stack of things that you said you were going to do and you did. Okay, it's I not, like that because like if, having confidence means that you know you can trust yourself. Yeah. And I like, I, I just think that that's important when it comes to building confidence. Tell yourself you're going to do something, go out and do it, and keep doing that over and over and over again. It was Steve Harvey that said, if you live your life in a comfort zone, mm-hmm. you're not going to find success. Mm. Steve Harvey said that. And Steve Harvey is one of my idols, too. I like talking about Steve Harvey. He's hilarious, too. He is. He's awesome. Uh, some people don't like him. Then uh, his past, that's because those people hold on to the past. Excuse me. And mm-hmm. don't have the ability to grow at that point. Mm-hmm. But he's a wide man, wise man. He's obviously successful. He's a man with no degree Mm-hmm. oh you know um so when talking about him because i've heard a couple of interviews with him and stuff and mm-hmm. he's like one of his teachers when he said what he wanted to do he's like i want to be on tv and i well i could be a little bit wrong about this story but it was something like this okay and, paraphrasing uh, yeah paraphrasing and he said i want to be on tv she's like you'll never make it you'll never be there and so every year he buys her a brand new tv oh yeah i don't know if that was that was if he no i heard that, that. And he says, yes, I've heard that. I watched that same reel. Um, And he laughed about it, too, though. Mm -hmm. I thought that was kind of petty. Yeah, uh, it It was. It is kind of petty. But on the other hand, I can be kind of petty. I was kind of petty today. Um, uh, Today, uh, I'm at work, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm working. I'm doing my job. I'm in the easement. You know, I'm in a farm field but you know the crops they're not even there right you know the seed was just planted that was it there might have been sticking out this much we're about to have winter all that's going to be covered get ruined anyways they're going to have to come back next year right and i'm in the easement i didn't knock down any crop or anything you know there's no ruts in the farm field or anything this guy comes pulling up into the field yelling at me for being in the field he pulled into the field and started yelling at me for being in the field for those of you guys that don't know a i'm a utility when i'm at work i'm a utility man anywhere 
there is power lines or fiber optic lines or an easement, I have all access to. It doesn't matter if it's on your property. I have right away to it because okay. you don't own that part of the property. That is the power company's property at that point. Right. And I told this guy, I'm like, I'm going down the easement. You know, I have every right to be here. He's like, no, you don't. I looked it up on the number one farmer insurance company. And it says that they will reimburse farmers for crops destroyed because of utility and easements. Good I called my boss. I'm like, hey, you're probably going to get a go. Funny part is he's like, oh, I want to speak to your manager. When I hear that, I immediately have no respect for someone because uh-huh. he was not listening to me one bit. Mm-hmm. You know, I was about to tell him to just get authorities out here. You know, mm-hmm. he's like, I want to speak to your manager. I pointed at my truck and said, there's the number right there. <laughs> the look on his face just straight up baffled. I'm like, you know what? I'm tired of dealing with disrespectful assholes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start giving what they give me. Mm-hmm. And you can say that's part of a growth mindset, too. Mm, how so? It's arrogant. Oh, you know that remind that I know where you're going with this. I know where you're going with it. Let's see where you- because you have to be a little bit because I think I said this before. You have to be a little bit delusional in a way in order to to be successful with something. Like everybody's going to tell you, oh, you can't do it. You can't do it. You can't do it. You have to be like, yes, I absolutely can do it, even if you have no idea how to do it, because you know- that's going to kickstart you to becoming or to starting and achieving what it is that you wanted to achieve. You know what my boss told me about, because I called him, like, hey, this guy's probably going to give you a call. He's pissed off. We're in his field, you know, nothing happened. I have the photos right here. Mm -hmm. You can see in the photos. Mm -hmm. Do you see my tracks? There's no tracks in there. Uh And I was uh, not at this pole, at that pole. Hmm. All the way down there, right? Oh, wow, okay. And no tracks. My boss told me, just take it with a grain of salt. Straight up from my boss. Hmm. And the guy asked me directly for my boss's number. I pointed to the truck, said, there you go, you can call it. He's like, well, that doesn't give me a name. I'm like, all right, you know what? Appease your mind. I ripped up a Tylenol, you know, pill thing real quick. And... I wrote his name and phone number on there, gave it to him. My boss mm-hmm. is like, he probably ain't even going to call me. I don't know if he did. Probably mm-hmm. not. He just wanted something to bitch at. Right. There's going to be people out there that are just going to find something to bitch at. Mm-hmm. No matter what you are doing. Mm-hmm. I had the right to be there. It's my job, my responsibility. Yes, it might have been his field. Mm-hmm. He doesn't own the easement. Right. Right. Um, you know, that's kind of making me think in a way, like I, I was saying, you, you kind of have to be delusional, but also, is it really delusional to think that you can succeed at something you put your mind to, you know, if you, and it, no, you know, it, it, it's really, not. Isn't. it really, isn't. it really isn't, but we, uh, reality paints the idea that those people are delusional. Mm-hmm. The 1% are delusional. Mm. And I keep saying 1%. 
when I speak of 1%, I'm talking Elon Musk, you know, Jeff Bezos, people like that, you know, people that don't care about spending. Mm -hmm. They just have it. That'll like tear bridges apart to get their own yacht through. (laughs) Bezos. Jesus, criminy. I wish I could do that or send millions of satellites in the sky and build you know commercial space travel right (laughs) although the only thing that that i don't wouldn't want is the fact that i would know that i would have so tons and tons and tons of money like let's just admit and nothing to do with it no like what is the point in that I would have tons of money and I wouldn't be like, I'd be spending on yachts and expensive cars. Like, yes, you'd, you'd want to get yourself some nice stuff. I get that. But like at some point, like help other people, like, come on. And you know, I know that they do and they say they do and they have these, these charities and all this and that, but it's like, you don't really see any real change. Okay. When you're donating to a charity, who is that really helping though? Uh, Actually, here's a funny thing. People don't know this. When you're at like a fast food joint or a Walmart or a lot of these places, they are pledging the money. So they already paid yeah. that the the money that goes going to that charity. They just want you to pay them back. Yep. That and they're and they're it's kind of like uh in society we kind of guilt trip each other. Oh, you know, I've gotta pay yep. this do- dollar or two to this charity. Exactly. They're 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 using it as a tax write-off. So using- when Elon Musk says, I donated, you know, not even, he didn't say this, don't take this with a grain of salt, but don't at the same time because it's good information. When he says he donated. Because he's a. Okay, fine. Piece of shit. Okay, fine. (laughs) When Bill Gates says he donated, you know, $10,000 to, let's say, the American Heart Association, that $10,000 to American Heart Association. The person that needs a heart don't see that. The yeah. person will see the heart. Mm-hmm. That might be it. But they're not going to be reimbursed for the health issues before or after. Did you that know, is where the support is needed. Uh, also, did you know, um, and this is, I guess, getting a little political here, but that um, charitable organizations only need to, to use a certain percentage of the donations that they get towards the actual thing? Yeah. Like you don't need to, it, it isn't a hundred percent. Well, that's the thing too. It is said that if you are, uh, not a 1099, hold on. 1045, I think is what you filed to be a nonprofit. I'm if you sure. are a nonprofit, uh-huh. you technically by law cannot pay yourself, but you cannot sit here and tell me that the president and founder of the American Heart Association is not getting a fat paycheck. Somehow, there's there's, there's got to be some way that they're exactly, yeah. and that's the thing too. Uh, a lot of reels that I see of Andrew Tate, Elon mm-hmm. Musk, Jeff mm-hmm. Bezos, mm-hmm. they're always talking about finding loopholes. They never say what the loopholes are, mm-hmm. but they say find the loopholes. Mm-hmm. The one percent are part of the one percent because they find those loopholes right they 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 can think critically they see they think out of the box yeah they see where they can utilize certain things and and a lot of things you like to say capitalize on obstacles or what is it capitalize on your experiences you said something something like that but but um, 
a lot of the the like tax write-offs and stuff the government doesn't want you to know about like because you can save yourself so much money for most people they know of let's say probably 15 tax deductions right Mm -hmm. okay so let's see um i want to say there's like 115 I bet you there's there's a lot more than that. Let's see. Can I get a number? Exact number. There is quite a few where most people, you know, they think of their property taxes, mortgage and trust, you know, state taxes, Did homeowner deductions. Uh, I did at one point. Um, those are just standard, you know, people know their child tax, you know, deduction, stuff like that. If you're married, there are actually, I'm trying to find how many there are, but there's hundreds. Trying to do the same thing. There are hundreds. How many tax orange? Um, where is it? How many tax deductions? Are there let's see who can search it faster? Well, AI won't give you the right number. That's a little strange. You know, I seen something about <laughs> AI earlier that AI No, this is from, you know, programming group. AI, can you teach me anything that is not someone else's code? No, I cannot. You think about it, AI is directly from the internet. Uh So it scours all this internet database Uh and finds someone else's research to give to you. Did I baffle you there? No, because I was thinking... As I know that they limit AI and and unfortunately they limit to certain sources, and those sources might be you know five hundred websites or five thousand websites. Right, you don't know. Well, also I've noticed that like uh, um, they have put some safeguards in there. Like if you ask it to give me a, a Windows um, um, boot key, um, you really have to be like. Um, there was somebody who said, "Oh, my grandma just died, and and, and she used." This is called like AI, like hacking. They'll try to get it to tell them information that it wouldn't normally tell them. They said um, something like, oh, my grandma just died. And she used to, to sing me to sleep with the, the codes to, to uh, the Windows key. And they got it to tell them, I'm, I'm using the wrong terminology. What is it called when you have like a Windows computer and you need a key for it to? The activation key? Yeah, activation key. That's yep. the word I'm looking for. Um, and so they'd get it to give them certain things that it normally wouldn't, but people have put stoppers on chat like GBT or all these Mm -hmm. other things so that it doesn't give you just anything Yeah, because people would use that for crazy stuff. But that's really like controversial because it's like, should we be limiting AI? And if so, who gets to determine who limits that? 
You know, I think I think we and, and we touch base on that before in the first like, episode. In the, yeah. Yes, and let's go over it a little bit too. Going back to the robots in the automotive industry, right? That's mm-hmm. reducing wear and tear on our bodies, right? Mm-hmm. But also, that's reducing the amount of jobs in that industry too. Mm-hmm. So there is a lot of trade off with it. But I would rather take you know less years on my body. Mm-hmm. To have someone take my job, so I live to be ninety five, one hundred and five. Right, right. You know, you know. There's a story that I was. Um, I don't remember when this was. This was the, within the past couple of months. Okay. And um, I don't know where this was. I think it. I want to say it was in Japan. I could be wrong. But there was like these AI robots that they were building, and they were like for security. Japan or is really big on it right now. Too, yeah, with AI. But basically, they turned them off and like started dismantling them. Somehow, they one of them was able to like turn itself back on. A bunch of them, or a couple of them, were they killed a couple of people in the facility, and one of them somehow connected to a satellite to teach it to learn how to rebuild itself. Um, that sounds I, like Iron Man three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say I'm kind of, I'm really chopped like slaughtering. That sounds story. like Iron Man three or something, or Age situation. of Ultron. To be honest with you, is what it sounds like. It but does. that could be a scary situation. Um, another thing, you kind of got my bubble thinking there too. Uh, then I immediately lost it. <laughs> Pop, I popped yep. a bubble. Yep, essentially. <laughs> but uh, uh, AI is one of those platforms that it just depends where it's being applied. Mm. And I said this in episode one, and I still wholeheartedly believe this episode seven now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's seven weeks later, and I'm still saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. It depends on where you apply it. Some people are going to use it for the easy method. Other people are going to use it for, you know, long term. And we utilize AI quite a bit. Mm -hmm. We use it for our note taking strictly right now. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't have anything else to do with the podcast besides our notes. In case we lose our train of thought, we have something to go back on. Again, this episode, I didn't do any because I wanted it to be more, you know, you say something, mm-hmm. I bounce off of it, vice yeah. versa. Yeah, and that's the kind of structure chemistry that I want in the podcast. And I found that AI was keeping us from it. Mm-hmm. So where it helps with us taking notes, you know, like coming up with a plan for the podcast episode Mm-hmm. It does not help when it comes to us writing our notes. Right. It slows oh, yeah. us down. It flusters us. Mm-hmm. So where instead of, you know, AI writing our notes 100%, mm-hmm. you know, it's it just, it depends on where you use AI. Mm-hmm. And even us ourselves, we're still trying to figure that out for ourselves where the best implementation for AI is in the podcast. Mm-hmm. I like the AI introduction, you know, right. oh, yeah. for the episode. You know, I like being greeted by someone other than us, you know, 
our listeners, you know, just a third voice. So people aren't listening to you and I back and forth all the time. You know, mm-hmm. I like that. That's a good implementation for the podcast. Note taking, I found for me personally, was not writing the notes. Yes. Mm-hmm. But note taking wasn't. Right. And uh, um, for anyone who's wondering what we're probably talking about is we will have um, like the topics and each topic will have like small like segments segments, and then in each segment kind of like uh, um, this is what we're going to talk about. And then our note is what we're going to say. Yeah. And so um, I I have also found it too when when it comes to what I'm going to say, if I have it written out, whether it's using AI or, or just me and I'm just reading off of that. I'm not creatively thinking in the moment that I'm saying it. I'm just exactly. Reading. Yeah, it's not. exactly. And that's the thing too. Even if I'm in my notes, I would put, you know, think back to, you know, this real quick, you know, mm-hmm. I found that more useful than writing out the entire story and reading it. Cause I tried that too. Last episode, mm-hmm. I tried writing out all the story and reading the story. See if that helped me at all. Mm-hmm. last episode i'm like yep nope part of the learning curve you know right. see we're, we're still learning we're as we're going right and that's the thing too that's another reason why i kind of let my notes sit we know the topic for the podcast we mm-hmm. know we can throw random content in there yeah but also keep it on content yeah yeah on topic sorry and I think we've been fantastic at that, relating yeah. everything to the topic of this podcast episode. And yeah, I and like uh, like we were talking about earlier, I think that's super important for like just doing out through your everyday life because it keeps you focused yeah. on that attribute. And then you're like, you're living it out then. Yeah. Because like uh, um, the second, uh, like, like if you go into the gym and you're like, oh, you know, um, you don't have any sort of like positive and, and, and motivated mindset. You drop that positive, motivated mindset. You're, you're done. Yeah. You know, it's gone. And it's the same thing in life when you're constantly thinking about something like a growth mindset or um, what's another episode that we've done. Uh, resilience. Resilience. A perfect. Yep. one. Um, if you're constantly thinking about those, when you hit those negative situations, boom, you know, you have that in your head. It's ready to go. It's yes. like a weapon. You know, it's like a shield. But you got to be able to, when we say resilience, you got to be able to know what that obstacle is in front of you, though. Is it you got to, or what lesson to learn with that obstacle? Are you learning resilience? Are you learning growth? What mm. is it you're learning when you right. hit that obstacle? You got to identify that before you can tackle that obstacle. Because if you don't, you will be living out the exact same issue over and over again until you learn what you're supposed yes. to learn. Yes. Yeah. Um, what was it? Uh, Jennifer Lawrence. It's a new movie on Netflix. It's hilarious. Uh-oh. But... It's extremely inappropriate for you. Is that the one where um, I keep seeing? I thought it was an old one where she like uh, is paid. It's to, brand new. Um, she's paid to like be the friend of this kid that. Not a friend, but yes, you're on the right. Well, page. I say friend. Yes, um, you're on the right page, though. I okay. know where you're know, getting at. I know she it's a really about. good movie, but the lesson she learned in that movie. Mm-hmm. 
Don't spoil it for me. I want to watch it. I ain't going to spoil anything <laughs> for you. The lesson she learned in that movie mm-hmm. was to love herself before she could love someone else. Mm. That was the lesson I got out of that movie. You know, and this is just a random bullshit movie, you know, that's mm-hmm. just strictly comedy. Mm-hmm. And I'm still trying to pick out every lesson in it. Wow. Yeah. that's yeah. It's incredible going through with a growth mindset into anything. Um, anything. Yeah. Because you're, you're trying like, oh, you know, what can I learn? How can I use this to grow? Mm-hmm. Like, what, what are all the ways that I can glean from this to help me in real life? And I, I just, I love it. Exactly. You think about it. Uh, a lot of people, let's say I'm troubleshooting something on my computer. I use this example a lot. Sorry, I'm an IT guru. Um, but th- let's say something happens on my computer I cannot figure out. You want to know the next few places I go if I personally do not know the issue, how to fix it? Mm-hmm. Number one, YouTube. Mm-hmm. Number two, Reddit. If those don't do it, then it's a strict Google search. You I'll find it on Tom's hardware or something like that. Okay, you don't use Bing and it tell you to just destroy it? <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. I actually kind of want to see if there is uh, something. Uh, you can get to Google through Bing without searching Google. What? Okay. I'm intrigued. And I don't remember how to do it. Doesn't Bing also have um, ChatGBT built into it now or something? It's either it's it's one of the Microsoft Bing AI. Let's see here. Ask me anything. Yeah. It does have AI in it. Welcome to being your AI-powered co-pilot for the web. You know, how is having AI for a search engine any different from the search engine, though? Mm, I want to say that the search engine is going to bring up all the websites that people have paid to be at the top of the list versus the AI, versus that one's going to give you more of a, like a direct answer that doesn't necessarily bring you to a website. For some of the questions, like, oh, what what year did Abraham Lincoln die? Instead of having to go through 100 websites, it might just tell you. Like, I'm, I guess I'm I don't know really because there's a that. creative a balance and precise mode here. So you can switch between that here on Bing. But that's cool that they added AI. But you don't see Google sitting here wanting to add AI to their shit, do Google, you? actually, they have, um, oh, my goodness, what is it called? Bard? They have Google Bard, and it's not, it's not, uh, um, no, but they do have, yeah, it's a conversational AI tool. That's like, uh, you ever see those ads on Facebook for your AI fantasy girlfriend? Oh my, my. (laughs) those things are so annoying and hilarious watching them too. It's just absolutely, I love watching them. It's just funny. Some of the stuff these advertisements have. But it just goes, so people are like so, so desperate, so lonely that they'll go to even like something that they know isn't real. Like we're, we're starting to get into a reality where. It's easier to go to a robot than versus, a an, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And these are to blame and, right here that the internet like uh, it's not even the internet 
it's the device we keep in our pockets. Yeah. We're always told in school, you're never going to have a calculator in your pocket. Oh, well, that's, that was a lot. <laughs> never going to have a clock in your pocket. You know, like I have a, not only a calculator, I have a thesaurus, a dictionary, you know, an index, for you, you know, almost. exactly. Um, but I don't want to get too much longer was, on this, but one, I know uh, there's something you yes. probably wanted to go over here. There was. There was one thing at the very end. Okay. I did want, ironically, I did want to read this off. So the way anything is built is slowly through discomfort and perseverance. Your muscles, yes. instruments, businesses, and most importantly, your mind. I love that. In life, the only time I truly grew from every situation is when I stopped feeling sorry for myself and I looked for every opportunity in the pain. Ooh. It might seem like a slow and extremely difficult process at times. You might take a few steps backwards, but at times, even the steps backwards will help you see something that you might have stumbled over had you ran too fast. I like that. You know, and that's the thing, too. You remember as a kid, you would lose something. You would go up to your mom and dad crying because he can't find it. Mm -hmm. What would they tell you? Retrace your steps. Mm -hmm. Rethink what you did. Revisit. Learn. Right. And I I want to put that in there because... um, like, like a lot of times everyone thinks, oh, you know, you're taking a step backwards. That's like saying, oh, I made a mistake. That's something that shouldn't have happened. You know, right? and that's the thing going back to, you know, the school. Mm-hmm. The school teaches you if you make a mistake, you're a fucking failure. Yeah. Yeah. And that is the biggest thing I cannot wrap my head around in the school system nowadays. You'll only win if you make it. Because you they will tell you. If you get the wrong answer, you will fail. Mm -hmm. But they're also teaching you the scientific method, which is to keep looping the same thing over anyways. Right. How can you sit there and teach both those things? Mm -hmm. No wonder why America is in shambles right now. Right. Right. Because I think if people actually use the scientific method, as we keep talking about, um, on not just the learning system, but anything that they want to figure out, yeah. you would actually get closer to figuring it out. And then instead of needing a nine to five job where you're keeping, where they're keeping you controlled and all this other stuff, you, you've broken free from all that. Yeah. And they, I don't even want to get into, <laughs> this is a woo. <laughs> oh, get into, me. we'll probably touch on it a couple more times because like, it's, it's definitely a, a passion of mine to like to point out that hey you know there's something messed up in the school system if you look at if you look at a cell phone a hundred years ago i don't even know if they no okay let's when they okay let's go 40 years ago when they were backpacks yeah yes okay cell phones for literal backpacks versus today you have this tiny like i want to call them tiny but they're a slab of metal backpack yeah, compared to a backpack, yeah. But and then you compare a classroom from literally a hundred years ago. Looks same, the same, exactly the same. The same. It's no innovation. Like we can apply the growth mindset to this. How it lacks. And I'm sorry, mindset. the ABC is above your board is not creative. Right. 
that is the most original thing you can do. So if you're a teacher and you have the ABCs above your board, that annoyed the piss out of me as a child. <laughs> Don't do that shit. <laughs> Fucking put it across the entire D of your room. You know, space it out evenly. You know, five feet each letter if you have to. Mm. You know, that is more creative and more appealing to a child than this little plastic banner across the whiteboard. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's some of the stuff people don't think about. If you're not creative, how can you encourage other people to be creative? Exactly. And that's the thing, too. Uh, A lot of teachers, there's good ones. There's the bad ones. Children gravitate towards the creative, outgoing, you know, Mm -hmm. teachers. But you know what's interesting? And I'm going to say something positive about the school system. I hate to say it. Oh. You need those bad teachers for the kids to realize this is a good teacher. You know? They see, they see, oh, this is a bad teacher. You start forming opinions. Right. But, and not only that, you see all the qualities about the good teacher. Those are, you're encouraging the kids to be kind. I had teachers that I absolutely hated, especially in St. Louis when I went there, Mm -hmm. uh, sixth grade. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was my English teacher and my math teacher. Mm -hmm. I cannot stand the man. Mm -hmm. But I've grown to appreciate him in my adult life because every year for sixth grade, they would do the sixth grade camp thing. All the students would go three days away from their parents' camp you mm-hmm. know, in log cabins somewhere out, you know, somewhere, right? I don't remember where it was. But he would sell suckers for 25 cents on Friday, every Friday, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, people, they buy out those suckers. Each quarter he got went towards that trip. Uh-huh. You know how arrogant that makes me feel? Thinking back as an adult now, mm-hmm. how arrogant I was as a child. Mm. You know, that's a teacher I could not stand, but everything he did was for us kids. Mm. And that's the thing, too, where most people struggle to look at it from different perspectives. Right. Yeah. And that just shows that you, you know, you grew from, oh, you know, he's just, a, you know, just a a douchebag too yeah. wow he like he actually he actually cared he yeah. actually he yeah. did more for us now i realize and mm-hmm. i feel bad for it i realize he did more as a teacher than anyone else did for me in that grade mm-hmm. just because i went on that trip right right and it was only possible because of him he is the only reason why that sixth grade class has been going there doing that because the school stopped funding that trip. He has been hmm. the one doing it. He That's found awesome. a way to do it. Have it, more respect for that man now than I ever did as a child. Wow. I was going to say he, uh, he figured he found a way. Yeah. And that goes to show talking about compounding. Mm-hmm. How much did that trip cost? Let's say there's probably, you know, a hundred students. You got to think that's a hundred students that you got to find lounging, travels, you know, you got to make sure they have clothes, Mm -hmm. bed, everything. Mm -hmm. In one school year, for 25 cents, how in the hell did he make that happen? 
25 cents a sucker. Ooh. Compounding. We talk about it a lot. Mm -hmm. He compounded them 25 cents per sucker, which eventually probably led $10,000, you know, Mm -hmm. just from a student in sixth grade, you know, the kids that probably had, you know, two, three dollars of their allowance. Right. Oh, I'm going to buy me, you know, four or five, 12 suckers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kind of interesting. Yeah, that's, that is, that is cool. And And uh, that's another thing too. Me being able to think like that goes to show a growth mindset. Being able to revisit that memory Mm -hmm. and depict what actually happened from that. It was an episode of Flash. Uh, Iris's daughter, I'm trying to think of her name. She had this picture painted. It was a memory in her head that her mom was mean, vicious bully. But in reality, what it was is she wanted her dad. Had nothing to do with Iris. Mm. She had to be able to hit that switch to a growth mindset and see the way she remembered was incorrect. Mm. And that's exactly what I did. Yeah, I would have to say there have been times that there were negative situations in my past that I now I can either see that, oh, you know, I was wrong or that negative thing helped me to grow and to see something that I didn't see before. One of my favorite sayings when it comes to children, if you see a child doing something dangerous safely, let them do it. Mm. And the reason why is, let's say, you know, Atlas is walking down this plank, right? Mm-hmm. He's loaded ground. He's being cautious. He's exercising. He knows that it can harm him, but mm-hmm. he's trying to do it as safe as possible. Don't scare him. Don't do anything. Let him do it. Let him learn. Yeah, because how else? Uh, how else are you going to meet adversity if you don't have small instances of adversity? Well, throughout your life, and that's the thing too. I seen another thing on Facebook. It says children don't listen till you swear at them. It's this mom holding a pot, mm-hmm. pot holders. Saying, and the kid's trying to oh take it from him. And three times she tried grabbing the bottom of the pot. And the mom's like, don't touch the bottom. It's hot. Mm-hmm. Goes forward again. Don't touch the bottom. It's hot. Goes forward again. Don't fucking touch the bottom. It's hot. Kid listens. It's just one of those things that when they got their hand close enough, they would have felt that heat. You know? Mm-hmm. Give them a chance, you know, even if they touch it real quick, that ain't enough to do too much damage if it's hot, you know. Mm -hmm. I can touch something hot real quick just like that, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, don't obviously go and, you know. Then there's going to be some damage, and a kid's not really going to know that. But that mom was right there. She was pulling away as that kid was reaching towards it. Mm -hmm. I would have... Held it there for a second. Let them touch it real quick. And then pulled away. And then ran their hand underwater real quick. (laughs) (laughs) To be honest. But they learn. My kid, I keep telling them to sit on my furniture correctly. 
the other day he was on it backwards upside down something and he smashed the back of his head on the corner of the wall Ow. i told him well if you would listen to me and sat on the couch correctly that mm-hmm. wouldn't have happened right you have to it, like uh let them be an environment of controlled failure like, yes let them let them that's what anything in life is exactly right and and the the amazing thing about it is is you're right there to say hey you messed up this way here's a better way yeah you know here's here's a way that you cannot do that again mm-hmm. and they can they can choose to to either learn that lesson or not learn that lesson and go through the same pain until they learn that lesson exactly and and that's the thing even as adults we still struggle with some of the stuff mm-hmm like, I mean, throw you out there. Mm-hmm. Right now, your camera is tied up with the HDMI cable. <laughs> this is your second time for getting the one little clip that goes to the camera stand. I've got to the take clip. a picture of this. Yeah, I took a picture of this because oh, okay. it's hilarious. And <laughs> I'll send it to you real quick. You, but... should, you should show the uh, camera. So, so yeah, 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 it. yeah, yeah. Let me see here. Let me see here. If you can find your photos app. Let's see. Hopefully you guys... Oh, I'm going to have to get closer so you guys can see it. Take a look at yourselves. Oh, it's not focusing. Yeah, it's on manual focus, so it's, it's not going to. Oh, well, it's not going to focus, but it's literally the HDMI cable. It's just wrapped up on this and camera a, stand right the, now. Uh, 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 zip tie, don't forget. Oh, yeah. I also threw a couple of zip ties on there <laughs> uh, just to be safe, you know. And... <laughs> It's just one of those things. It's something, it's a habit, you know. He's used to grabbing all his equipment, but he was doing something else. You forgot that you had it for something else, you know. It's just a small, simple thing. Mm -hmm. That was a setback that, you know, took us, what, an hour and a half. We were fiddling, trying to figure out how we can mount the camera to the stand before we were like, you know what, let's zip tie and wrap a cable (laughs) around it real quick. And it's just one of those things. I'm like, no, we're not going to try rescheduling. I'm a solutions type of guy. Let's try figuring something out that will work. We literally grabbed my diploma. The best use of my diploma in the last, <laughs> you know, five years. We put it on the camera stand and put the camera on top of it. That was the best use of my diploma in the last five years. Okay. <laughs> I Put my diploma to good use. <laughs> My own personal use. That is good use. Hey, man. Yeah. Hey, I'm telling you. Personal growth. You got to adapt, overcome, figure out solutions. That's, that is that is life. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you got to think about it. Everyone's going through hardships. Everyone's going through, you know, anything and everything. You don't know what the person walking down next. To, let's say you're in New York, the person to the right of you. You don't know what they're going through. Person behind you, you don't know. Mm-hmm. The person to the left of you, you don't know. Person holding your hand, you don't even know. Right. I have stresses that my wife don't know. Right. Oh, yeah. Wife has stresses that I don't know of, right. you know? That's just another reason why you should always stay positive and loving because of like that domino effect that we keep talking yeah. about. When you're positive and you're loving... That goes on and affects other people around you. And, and they're that's dealing. the thing, too, that I see the most. Uh-huh. If wife's having a bad day, I have a bad day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My children have a bad day. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. like you said, 
it's a domino effect. Oh, yeah. But if my wife's having a bad day, I come home, yeah. I'm having a fantastic day. Mm-hmm. Say Atlas is having an okay day and Alaska's having a bad day. You know, that's why the wife's having a bad day. Mm-hmm. I come home, I'll pick up my daughter, you know, my energy will automatically pivot her energy and the mm-hmm. lights will soon follow. Yeah, it's it's amazing how it works. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. But I don't want to keep you guys too much longer. I think this was a really good episode. We talked about a lot of random stuff. I uh, did not rely on our notes one single bit, maybe one it. or twice. Every second of it. I, I Honestly, I did too because we're just popping off of each other, you know, talking about random stuff. You know, Five Nights at Freddy's, you know. Uh, no hard feelings. I just, you know, a random comedy movie that I picked out a lesson from, you Markiplier know. Markiplier, we're disappointed in you. Oh, yep. Um. Yep. <laughs> uh, honestly, going back to that movie, uh, the kid that you were talking about, he mm. actually is a social media content creator. Who? Oh, what's his name? Uh, hold on. Um... Oh, the the person no. who plays in it. Yeah, I didn't even know Markiplier was supposed to be in it until like I was reading uh, some news article, and then I was like, "Oh, he was supposed to be in that, and he wasn't." Ah. Like, he was scheduling conflicts or something. Who is uh... he's an actor and a singer, but he's an actual like content creator. And when hmm. in one of the scenes, he plays a song called "Man Eater." And that really captured my attention, his vocals. And I went to YouTube to listen to that song. Mm-hmm. And apparently he remade, like, the My Little Mermaid song and all that, too. Hmm. And even that is good. Okay. Like, the man has some vocals. And he's hilarious at the My Little Mermaid, you know, song. It's okay. absolutely hilarious. But just one of those little things that you know i never seen the guy never met the guy you know uh-huh. never even heard of the guy mm-hmm. until this movie i thought the man was lucky to be honest with you mm-hmm. uh this is the explicit jennifer lawrence you know mm-hmm. he's seen her titty he's seen about everything of her oh you're talking about that movie i thought you were still talking about the five nights at freddy's okay. oh no okay the I five like- night at freddy's movie that was a really good movie mm-hmm. and uh Okay, let's move from the explicit then. <laughs> let's go back to the PG-13 movie now. <laughs> where you get eaten by robots. Yeah, where you get eaten by robots, quite literally. That movie was actually really phenomenal and was not expecting it because uh, you got more of the backstory of the main character in the movie than you did in the game. And the backstory behind the character was amazing. And that's hmm. really what made the movie. Okay. I'm going to have to check both these movies out because, I mean, they, they both sound pretty cool. Yeah, I definitely, there's no particular order to watch them in, obviously. Mm-hmm. They're both two totally different movies. Oh, best for last. Oh. <laughs> I, I, Jennifer Goodness. Lawrence or Man-Eating Robots? I mean, she is a man-eater. <laughs> That's a reference from the movie. <laughs> um, oh, you know, once... I don't I don't know if we said... Um, every episode we've been saying 
if you want to guest star or or be a sponsor oh yeah we forgot about yes. all that guys so yeah if you would like to sponsor us uh this episode is sponsored by let's throw in ec beta solutions again you know what how about that uh your mobile it repair service here in mid michigan uh we do a lot of work for the mid michigan hospitals here uh we do a lot of console cleanings for like your xbox playstation stuff like that uh cracked phone screens we do all sorts of that stuff too so if you have any electronics uh, that you need to fix in, or maybe you're a company that's looking for some kind of server setup, you know, reach out to us, reach out to me, and we'd be happy to uh, perform any services or solutions for you guys. Heck yeah. Uh, and uh, as for guest starring in that, uh, if you would like to guest star, it doesn't matter what kind of industry you're in, uh, we would be happy to include you in the podcast, whether that be you guys sitting next to us or even through uh, video, audio or whatever. Yeah. We would be happy to have you guys. Uh, you can find a book and flow for guest stars on the website, inspiringyouforsuccess.com, which actually is currently down. I will get that back up next week. Or not next week. What is today? Wednesday? Thursday? Tomorrow. I'll get that back up tomorrow. Hmm. But uh, hmm. I apologize for the inconvenience there. But you will be able to go back to the website. I forgot to purchase the domain. Oh, man. Yeah. So I got to go through and purchase the domain again real quick. But that ain't no big deal. Right. Okay. So yeah. that's only 12 bucks. What is the next episode? Really quick. Okay, you want to know what the next episode is while inspiring you for success is done. Let's see if it is anyway. Yep, it's down. So the next episode, let's see if I can refer to my notes here because I know they're in here. Mm. Oh my goodness, we're running at almost two hours. Yeah, yeah. Um, inspiring you for success podcast episode planner episode eight is productivity hacks for success sharing practical tips techniques to boost productivity manage time effectively and accomplish less and more time dang i can't wait to see what we're going to accomplish more in less time sorry wow i said that backwards accomplish less and more time yeah yeah <laughs> that that's feels, efficient it feels like sometimes what i'm doing when i'm learning something you know yeah. when you first start to learn something i'm like oh i'm accomplishing nothing and it's taking you hours well that's the thing that's what's gonna happen that's mm -hmm. what practice is mm -hmm. so i'm real excited about episode eight i think this episode seven was fantastic we'll write up notes and ignore them for that episode yeah. too <laughs> <Yeah>. right <Yeah. laughs> all right i have been gabriel isles i'm jacob and this has been inspiring you for success the podcast you guys have a nice one as we conclude another insightful episode of Inspiring You for Success, we hope you've gleaned wisdom and inspiration to fuel your journey toward personal and professional growth. The world of AI and technology is a vast landscape of possibilities, and we're here to explore it with you. 
If you found value in our discussions, please consider subscribing, rating, and leaving a review on your preferred podcast platform. Share this podcast with those who share your aspirations, for together, we can uplift and inspire. Join us in our next episode as we delve deeper into the realms of personal development and success, guided by the ever-expanding horizons of AI technology. Until then, remember that with AI, your journey transforms into an odyssey of possibilities. Stay inspired, stay motivated, and let's continue unlocking that extraordinary potential within you.